0: I'm calling you from Maine. I just listened to your show, number nine. I don't know if you have these laws in the States. I think maybe not. Man, that first opening sequence there. There's no little bio with the cast member's credits on there. What are you guys doing? That, do you know how annoying that is? What is up, skaters? I hope you're all doing well. This is Ted Schmitz, and I'm joined by nobody. Actually, I have an interview to give you all, but there will be no panel discussion today. Instead, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into a topic that has some special significance to me when thinking critically about skateboarding, its culture, its industry, and that is, of course, the wide world of wrestling. Please don't tune out. I won't bore you with all the details of how I got interested in sing skating through a wrestling frame, but I will tell you that it was like the most important moment when I was in school and we all had to read this Roland Bart piece called The Wide World of Wrestling. And I think it's called In the Ring now in newer translations. But anyways, we were using that to discuss photography. And um, I'm not going to have a conversation about photography here, but that process of mapping a view of wrestling onto the practice of, of seeing and um and uh critiquing photography was pretty a pretty eye-opening practice or procedure and 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 something that I took with me that I, you know, it's very easy to map wrestling onto comedy or to, you know, theater, movies, whatever. Uh and there are just so many ways to use professional wrestling as a way to think about uh cultural issues. Bart's article is basically like the central text for any critical discussion around the subject of wrestling. And sadly he was fatally hit by a van before he could do the same for skating, but it's important, I think. So first I'm going to read some of what Bart said in that article, and then we'll move on to seeing how his frame for wrestling can maybe enlighten us or can maybe indicate something or give us some tools for seeing uh, skating through another, through another lens. And so here, here's Bart's, um, not his opening, but his second paragraph when he's talking about wrestling. There are people who think that wrestling is an ennoble sport. Wrestling is not a sport. It is a spectacle. It is no more ennoble to attend a wrestled performance of suffering than a performance of sorrows of Arnoff or Andromach. Of course, there exists a false wrestling in which the participants unnecessarily go to great lengths to make a show of fair fights. This is of no interest. True wrestling, wrongly called amateur wrestling, which now we call it pro wrestling, is performed in second-rate halls where the public spontaneously attunes itself to the spectacular nature of the contest, like the audience at a suburban cinema. Another thing, these are not in second-rate halls anymore. They're actually sold-out auditoriums, and WrestleMania is one of the biggest sports spectacles on television but that doesn't matter this was the 80s back to bart then these same people wax indignant because wrestling is a stage managed sport which ought by the way to mitigate its anomaly the public is completely uninterested in knowing whether the contest is rigged or not and rightly so it abandons itself to the primary virtue of the spectacle which is to abolish all motives and consequences. What matters is not what it thinks, but what it sees. He goes on for a bit more in really kind of elegant ways, uh, but I'm not going to go further into it. Basically, what I took from him, or or what I think that he's getting at, is that the audience at a at an amateur wrestling hall in in Paris is interested in experiencing. A show where the notion of the fair fights or some objective contest is basically irrelevant. Like they have bought the tickets to a show, and they they kind of know what they expect to see. Right? They're not signing up for a boxing match. They're they're signing up to experience the the performance, the spectacle, and in in a way, it's just like the 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 ultimate suspension of disbelief. And I think that when we look at professional or like performed skating, we are engaging in something very similar. So like real street skateboarding or, you know, whatever we'd call it real, like Eastern exposure, sorry, Atlantic drift, doesn't matter, but you know, that kind of shit and and what we see on Instagram from pros. And then, you know, we know that every contest is just a choreographed and coordinated production. Uh, and, and the same goes for all that real street skating. It's designed to make an imaginary world seem real enough for us to buy into, for the sake of our entertainment or our escape or inspiration or whatever, to to inform some sense of our skater identity or to activate it. That to me was was a really important point for for opening up this, this thing of street skating because we always want to see something that's like real or it seems relatable, but. But, you know what we're getting is you know a, a fabrication, a, a, a synthesis, or a, you know something that's uh, something that is constructed and and like packaged, you know, and and in many cases it it has a motive to it. But I just thought of it, you know, and just thinking like, oh shit, like it's not just like a highlight reel, you know. There's there's cracks and there's air and there's background noise and there's all this other shit that a lot of times can be way more, I don't know, like mundane or quotidian or just very like, very of the experience of skating that is not represented in, in videos, even when they have some pushing down the streets, B-rolls or whatever. It's just, it's this other thing that is actually in the, in the skate practice that it, it cannot be transmitted to us through professional skating or through some skate event. What we're engaging in when we, when we watch a skate video is the, is to be transported to some obscure fish-eyed vantage point where pros are just just smashing, just on fire and when they fall it is a, it is a dramatic setback but ultimately something that has some sense of catharsis because of the ender or you know if it ends on a slam then you know at least that's that's like a tragedy or something there it, there's there's some narrative activation you know some some narrative sense when when we get into the skate videos but anyways when i was story posting and tweeting about all the moments from skating that i felt like had something of uh, wrestling-ish quality to them is something that you may have seen in the ring. You know, Lizard King jumping Straight off up. of the green the, guy, the fence, Ellington, you know.
1: Right Ellington's green as shit, kid. For Satan, right here.
0: Saying, you know, it's for Satan, you know, just like declaring something wild and spectacular before doing just a, you know, a a body busting stunt or something, uh, that, that to me felt very, you know, even his name, lizard King, right. You, you could see that going into the ring. Um, but while I, but while I was thinking about all this, the people at Jankum were interested in the topic as well. And they reached out for my opinions and I was super happy to provide some, uh, consultation. And I think the piece ended up very good. I'd like to read a little bit from that. I will also link it in the show notes. And here's part of that article so that we have some sort of foundation, uh, before getting into our interview later in the show. And it's just a, a, a way to really concisely nail down the, the frame that, uh, I think is very interesting. Skatertainment. Skateboarders and wrestlers have long ridden the cusp of sportsdom for the most part, outwardly rejecting that label, but all the while pleasing fans and exciting outsiders with their athletic talents. We can get into meaningful and meaningless debates all day long about whether or not skateboarding is a sport, arty, or some profound expression of individuality, but the one thing that both professional skateboarding and professional wrestling definitely are is entertainment. Vince McMahon, the infamous CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, the biggest pro wrestling organization, created a term that both encapsulates wrestling's physicality and avoids pain in the ass regulation that sports like basketball and football have to deal with. And that term is sports entertainment. And it might be a fitting way to look at skateboarding too. Although wrestling is a highly athletic pursuit, it's mostly an activity of spectacle. It only requires athleticism enough to obscure the fiction of the show so that when a 275 pound guy drops 10 feet onto another behemoth, his elbow doesn't actually hit him or at least with the force that is being communicated. But it's still athletic and impressive to watch that much mass move around so quickly and, you know, to come out unscathed. In skate videos, photos, contests, and demos, pro skaters are constantly putting on a performance for hardcore fans and casual spectators alike. With Instagram, their daily lives and skate sessions become further extensions of that fan-professional relationship, creating opportunities and pressures for them to perform on their boards wherever and whenever possible, but always for our viewing pleasure. Our is the audience in this case. In skateboarding, elite athleticism is not necessarily required to pull off some techie ledge trick or grind a handrail. Some skaters don't even need to be sober to land shit. But once a skater develops those fundamental physical abilities, they must also put them on display under all kinds of circumstances and pressures in order to maintain a pro career. If they can't entertain the people with their athletic achievements, they won't last long and we won't really care about them. Consider the spectacle of the best trick contest. It's not unlike a Royal Rumble cage match. And not just because most skate parks are also gated arenas. Watching these kinds of events, we know that Shex, which is a great wrestling name, by the way, is gonna throw out a big kick flip. And we also know that some poor soul will get completely served up trying to go way too big. Just like we know, mankind is going to take a pounding when he tries to take on the people's champ.
1: his 15-year career. Mankind once said that doctors didn't think he'd make it past his 30th birthday.
0: It's a success of the event promoters in both cases that we don't focus on the fabricated nature of these shows and how they exist to sell us on performers and brands, and instead see them as something real and not divorced from the everyday silly play we engage with on our boards. That's the end of one section, and then I'm just going to read one more passage from this piece, and we'll keep it moving. Is this real or is this really real? Live skate performances like wrestling work by enthralling us in the moment. We're excited to see Taishan do just about anything that will gladly tune into any event that markets shoes and clothes to us through actual trash cans. But because skate videos can't tap into that sense of immediacy, they work on us by offering something that looks and feels better than reality. And to get this idea of what I'm talking about, let's look at Jerry Sue's part in Enjoy's Bag of Suck. He has that line in Australia where he does the nollie back heel down a three stair, then a switch 180, then a back three down the three sets. Each time his wheels touch the ground, they sync up perfectly with the simple crashes from the Cass McCombs song playing over it. This, like all other skateboarding and skate videos, is a choreographed performance that puts on the appearance of quote unquote raw street skating to make us feel more attached and attracted to whoever or whatever is in the video. And no point in a skateboarder's life will they ride through a city and throw out an impeccably timed and highly technical line like this. But we want so badly for Jerry's show to be like the skating we do ourselves so we watch it and we get lulled into imagining being in the arena with him, fighting against pedestrians, security guards, and pigeon shit just to get that perfect run. Videos just give us the idealized representations of what street skating could be, if talent and fortune were unlimited, but they don't depict what we actually do when we skate. Professionally made skate videos are really just jacked up steroidal versions of street skating. At some point, when the quest for perfectly entertaining skate footage becomes overwhelming for a pro skater, it can lead them to commit unforgivable acts. This is the last night of skating for a long time. In the BBS video, Skate More, Steve Barra built and camouflage skate obstacles into different street environments. His part looks normal on its face until you realize that each spot looks almost too perfect to skate. And that concrete looking mani pad makes a distinctly hollowed wooden sound when he lands on them. In wrestling, they have a term, kayfabe, which refers to basically the secret agreement that wrestlers and promoters have to to create the world that happens inside the ring. It's, It's to maintain the wrestling story and facade that the audiences buy into. When a wrestler breaks kayfabe, they betray not only themselves, but every other character, story, and conflict in the entire wrestling universe. In one famous event known as the Curtain Call, after a particularly high stakes match, two nice guy wrestlers and two villains walked into the center of the ring and embraced in a nonsensically friendly group hug like you would on Broadway or something. Fans rightfully lost their shit and it became a watershed moment for the wrestlers to never take lightly the unspoken pact they have with their fans. Steve Barra's Skatemore part was a classic betrayal of quote unquote skate fabe, and one that stuck with him through the end of his pro career. However, it also reveals another interesting point about the subconscious role that storytelling plays when making a skate video and shows how sometimes we can put the narrative of skate videos over the tricks. It doesn't really, this is not in the article, but this is an aside from me. It doesn't matter to us that Steve Barrett did some really impressive tricks, especially considering that the ankle surgery and stuff, it matters so much to us that he lied about them being street spots that you could find. It's just, it's, it's unfathomable to us, but we're, And now back to the article, regardless of whether we see any footage of Bear running from security guards, strong-arming property owners, or denobbing spots, we have to believe those obstacles were at least possibilities before we could ever enjoy his part. But if we take a step back, this unwavering demand for quote-unquote realness is a little far-fetched. Skate videos present an already idealized, entertainment-packed version of skateboarding. If we end up taking these videos themselves so seriously that we can't enjoy them, why even watch them in the first place? The Article goes on to make distinctions between baby faces and heels, basically good guys and bad guys in wrestling. Uh, attributes some of them to you know, uh, Richie Jackson, the Feach, which is a good wrestling name again, and uh, you know, X Games, Games of Skate, these kind of fabricated contests. Uh, you know, you can think about the Davis Gap as the bad guy, Reynolds as the good guy, and it. It it also talks a, a little bit about the 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 shifting social landscape in skateboarding as well in professional wrestling um, with uh, some things becoming more inclusive in what has historically or traditionally been completely white male dominated uh, practices um, that have been um, you know avenues some for some serious uh, xenophobia or uh, other uh, means of exclusion and. And it concludes with this point that I think is important, and then uh, we'll get into it. So why draw all these parallels? Why risk insulting, alienating, or boring you by arguing that skating is anything less than absolutely unique? Because recognizing the dramatic spectacle of professional skateboarding helps remind us that it's healthy to make distinctions between skateboarding being marketed to us and the organic experience we actually fell in love with. Worrying about trying to imitate the performance of our favorite actors can prevent us from going into a parking lot and indulging in something that has nothing to do with any kind of show. Skateboarding at its most pure form is meaningless play, just like kids who roughhouse on living room furniture or backyard lawns. Don't take too much of the professional performance of skateboarding and convince yourself that the tricks and moves you do either count or don't because nobody is keeping any sort of score. And now I have an interview that I was so lucky and so excited to do. When I first saw this person online, uh, they were doing unbelievable skate stunts, doing shit that, that, that Jaws would either try or get hurt on. And I just thought, you know what? what an absolute stunt man. And then a couple of years later, uh, I started getting all these DMs for a wrestler who was using his skateboard in the ring or was, you know, just rumored to have been an actual committed skater who had filmed video parts. And it turns out he had, and uh, you can find those. There's also an interview on Jankum with him, but right now I'm going to give you my interview from last summer with the only professional wrestler on television who is also a diehard skater. This is Darby Allen.
1: Introducing first from Seattle, Washington, weighing 173 pounds, Derby.
0: Cases, offensive abilities. Yeah, he's just so quick. He's got man. a lot of them, folks. He is
1: literally quicker than. Up and over the top with a wow. stunner! Just floated around behind, over the top, then to the stunner, that's quickness. And Darby up to the top. Coffin drop wise! That's Mark! Oh, a two, three!
0: Ted Schmidt, Bent City. Super fucking hyped to talk to skater and actual pro wrestler, the only one, Darby Allen. (laughs) I said that with a question mark. You go by Darby, not... Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Sick, dude. I'm like fucking hyped. Obviously, like through mutual networks of things and skating, I was fucking able to talk to you. I am interested in what skateboarding can learn from pro wrestling and you're the intersection.
1: Yeah, I actually feel like it's it's fucking weird to think about, but I feel like I'm the only one who really has skated in wrestling. Yes. And it's just like uh you know, you get these like weird ass stereotypes from the eighties of people like riding their boards down the ramps and then <laughs> it's like I don't know, I feel like for the longest time like skaters core skaters have seen wrestling and anything that was skateboarding involving wrestling as a complete joke. Yeah. And then I was trying to like, you know, I don't know, like connect the both worlds in in a weird ass way. Yeah. And you don't,
0: so we'll, we'll talk about like kind of how you moved from skating into wrestling, but like, first off you don't, you, you make your skate past known, uh, but you don't like, like exactly, you don't come rolling down the ramp stiff legged, you know, like you use your skateboard a little bit in the ring, but it's not just like, it's not just like some doofy prop. It's like an actual part of your past that has gotten you to this point. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think like, I, I think why why so many people send me your shit is because you kind of have a very... Common or relatable perspective from skating, which is like, you don't give a fuck if you get hurt, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of it is, um, with like my skateboard. If I use it in a match, it's like I'm gonna like super glue like a hundred thumbtacks to the bottom, <laughs> just caveman on someone's back. Compared to like, I don't know, man. There's so much hokey shit that the moment I, for the longest time, I didn't want to bring a skateboard in the ring. Period. Yeah you know i would show people like my old clips and random shit like that but like i was never wanting to bring a skateboard because it's gonna people automatically assume that it's just like you know a joke and stuff like that but yeah uh, i'm not gonna make it a joke i'm gonna make someone bleed i'm gonna rip up their fucking flesh and <laughs> that's what i want to do with my skateboard you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah anybody who i've talked to about skating and wrestling like they usually know who you are but but most skaters I know maybe haven't, or they remember you from your past life as a, as purely a skater, but you are from Seattle. What was like the growing up of skating like for you? Cause like, I feel like your bag of tricks is almost more like bam, kind of like performancey than it is like, um, I'll switch flip manual (laughs) and then I'll do fakey ollie, fakey manual kick flip, like in a line.
1: This is what we were talking about yesterday. Like, Somewhere along the lines, I just skipped all the basics. <laughs> yeah. And then I was just like, I'm going to find this sculpture and I'm going to jump off it. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it may be, like stunts. Like, to me, my wrestling is a lot like my skating. You're not going to see me go in there and do arm drags and hip tosses or headlocks. I'm going to just jump off the of shit and, like, do stuff. <laughs> and, like, it's very relatable to the both worlds. But, um, yeah, like the skateboarding. Like early growing up, I just remembered seeing kids at the skate park like kickflip the fourth stair, and I was like, "I'm not gonna spend five months learning what Joe Schmo just did." Like you know, yeah, I, I want to do the shit that like people are gonna be like, "That guy is like needs to go to like the loony bin or something like that." And <laughs> I just remembered I want to do stuff that like the most consistent like guy who at the skate park wouldn't even touch. Yeah. And that's just like, you know, that, whether that's like pull up a truck and like try to like backflip off the truck onto the skateboard, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, into the ramp. But like, whatever, man.
0: Yeah. like You know, I grew up here uh, skating, which is like what I got my first skateboard in 99. So it's like Rally, Arto, Jamie Thomas, Ed Templeton, like the like I just kind of wanted to do the tricks that I had seen. But it seems like. Like there's nowhere you can see like being plant to fakie on a half pipe and then like three sixty body burial on the other wall. Like like were you taking from influences? Like what are you following? Like, is it just like fuck it? I feel like jumping around this way, or like what like where does your bag even fucking like come from?
1: My bag, like a lot of influence from like David Gervais, and um whether it's like a BAM or a Mike Villale or something like that people that you were saying that it feels more like performance you know what I mean yeah, yeah. instead of just like I've always liked that kind of skating but yeah. at the same time it it's just like surroundings and you know I'm a very like I like to like you know we were here god damn I was here like five years ago living in Tempe and there's that big a on the Yeah, on A Mountain. A Mountain. Yeah. It's like
0: a fucking forty five degree, you know, (laughs) and then like there's there's
1: obviously no landing. All the landing is rocks rocks and like a little bit of cacti. And then I was just like, I want to nose pick into this thing. And it's like, dude, there's no landing. Like, where are you gonna go?
0: Yeah, it's and it's like it's a big drop at the end too. It's like six feet and like into more rocky mountains, <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, I was like, that was like my, <laughs> my type of stuff that you know, like that, or like I was just into, like, say, oh, I'm gonna like, um, screw a bunch of like trucks and wheels on this like hardback book, yeah, and try to drop it on a vert ramp, and just like, you know, it's like a reading book and just random shit like that. That really, I don't know, I was more trying to excite myself than being consistently, like, good. So it was, like, a weekly. I knew every week I was ending up in that damn hospital. <laughs> so, like, that was, like, that was like a week. Like, here we go. I'm going to crack my head open at Tempe 3, or I'm going to, you know, my elbow popped out of right here when I tried to do the uh, primo drop-in at uh, AZ Grind a couple of years ago. and Yeah, the primo drop-in on yeah, the ramp. I was getting, like, m- Screwed, like, every week. But I like I liked it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time,
0: that's... So, like, a lot of, like, pro skating... I've been drawing this analogy to, to pro wrestling because it's, like, what I feel about pro skating is it's not actually, like, what I would call, like, maybe organic skating or real skating, which is, like, in my view, kind of, like, the most, I guess, authentic or... I have a hard time using these words, but let's just call it real skating. To me, that's like when you and a friend go out the door and you just start going down the street or you just go to a ditch and you fuck off and nobody sees it and exists only in the moment. It's never filmed. But then there's this other thing. um, And it's like, it's the kind of skating that I do, which is like, it's not exactly pro skating, but it is performance. It's like, I'm going to fly off the quarter pipe and, run into the wall and like it's just gonna like there's gonna be a lot of air there's gonna be a lot of noise it's like gonna be kind of like a wild thing and that's kind of like maybe like amateurish wrestling I feel because it's like there's no money in it but it's just like to excite the crowd around you and then there's pro skating that I think is a lot like pro wrestling which is like it's really just for the show it's like it's for like a big audience to like to put on a display that's going to wow people. But do you ever like, when, uh, when you were just skating, did you ever just like spend the day, like pushing down the street, going to the grocery store, you know, manually manual pair, jump off the loading dock or whatever, and then just like go home at the end of the day? Or has it always been a sort of, um, like has there always been like a video camera like ready to show it or whatever?
1: No, never. Um, I've always liked to just like my favorite times is skating with no camera. Yeah, yeah. And just pushing down the street and like just coasting the city at night by yourself at like three in the morning. Yeah, and just, yeah. You know, like seeing what's gonna happen and just like casually like just caveman off of, like a dumpster or something. Like, <laughs> and it's just like fun. You know what I mean? Like I, I uh, yes. To me, that's the most relaxing. Yeah. And I feel like once wrestling took over my life, (laughs) I felt most at ease on a skateboard because now there's no expectations yeah. now I I'm not telling all my friends hey I'm coming out this crazy part like it's just like uh it's more about just like me and my board and just trying to feel comfortable going at my own pace now yeah because you know, I set the bar kind of high with random drop-ins like the lightning bolt in Seattle and yes. people are always like what's this follow-up what's he gonna do next and then I kind of just disappeared yeah and everyone like on like the slap message boards are like jank them, They hit me up and they're just like, what happened to you, man? Like, where'd you go? You know, cause I came out with this like little You're CCS, this little CCS thing couple of years ago with like, you know, like the sponsor me CCS clip. And then CCS like posted on their website and they're like, this is our craziest submission yet. Everyone's got to see this clip. And then it was was like that the lightning bolt. It was everything, like okay. all my shit put together, and then like everybody's like, "Oh my god, this guy is gonna die in like a year at the rate he's skating." But then I kind of just disappeared, and yeah. no one knew where I went, and then now I'm back, <laughs> <laughs> and now they're like, "That little skinny fuck."
0: Yeah, but now is like, but your clips have had some time to like grow, and I guess like kind of as your career has taken off, like uh, I I don't really know how to how to form this question, but. Darby in the promos says like what I learned from skateboarding was to not care about my body. Did you kind of feel that like when you were skating, like before the wrestling and shit, like, did you feel like, like, did you feel like, you know what? Like I'm going to fucking get so smoked on this and I don't give a shit because like, or, or did you go into the shit that you tried thinking like, I'm fucking taking this one home. I'm making it. Like, (laughs) I don't want to get my ass kicked. Like, did you really feel that kind of like nihilism or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I, sometimes, I don't know what it was, but I was too stubborn for my own good (laughs) to know when to stop. Yeah. Because when I dropped in on the lightning bolt, I had two fractured ankles. And that day, I was like, in my mind, I was like, even if I land it, yeah, there's no way my ankles were gonna be able to like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, hold on. Yeah. But I was like, we're doing it. So that day, I kind of knew that I was gonna get smoked. But in the back of my head, I was like, I might roll away. And then <laughs> there's times like you know, like all these other random stuff. I knew like, I don't know, man. I like I like the thought of knowing that I'm gonna get my ass beat because, you know, like I think I said it before. Um, pain is temporary. Film is internal. You know. Yeah, so I like knew that I was like, oh,
0: yeah, and that's the Jeff Rally thing too. Like, and, and I and I feel this way, but it's um, a slam, a good slam is better than a make. Is a yeah, it's a it's a great clip, and people will remember that, and it'll it'll get at the same thing you're trying to do with the make, which is like to impress or excite or to connect or See, to. Like,
1: looking back on it. With all my slams that I've had in skating, I just thought, like, damn, man. People are probably watching this, like, land something, you motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, now that my new life with, like, the wrestling, it's, like, I don't think anybody wants to see Darby and all these, like, cool makes. If you look at what AEW has presented. Yeah. It's me eating shit. Yeah. Like, in the (laughs) beginning package for the video for the fighter fest pay-per-view we just had yeah it's like the whole like intro package it's all dramatic and it's like nice all of a sudden it cuts to me like dropping it on a roof smashing my head yeah and then it's like AEW wouldn't put a clip of me landing like you know that no play 360 50 on the flat bar that i you know what i mean like, yeah because the fans would be like huh they're like oh we want to see darby get fucked yeah so it's like everything comes full circle and it's it's awesome
0: yeah. And then whatever, like I'm not doing a timeline or anything, but I have questions about your skating in Seattle. Cause you're, you have a lot of intersections with like, not really that I've led, but that I've been interested in. Like I've been influenced by punk rock and I've been influenced by the life. the life that I've led is just skateboarding. I've only ever skated and only ever loved this one thing purely. But, but now I'm, you know, and now I'm interested in wrestling. The folks that you skated with in Seattle it seems to me like you have pulled from a lot of those parts. Like I know that Nolan was actually a so a SoCal dude, but you know some of those scram guys up there. And you you know Matt Schlager. Like he is he is almost he's he's the same thing in skating. He's like a pro wrestler, man. Like mm. you watch the Matt Schlager show to see like how crazy like, and what Ma- kind of pain a human body can Matt
1: take. Matt Schlager also said one of his biggest influences were mankind and Mick-, Mick Foley, you know what I mean?
0: He fucking looks like him, dude, and that's his whole <laughs> shtick, dude. It's like, dude, and that's like, that's mankind shit. It's like, how how bad can he get beaten and still, like, breathe, you yeah. know? Like, dude, the fucking, Matt Schlager takes a slam on a fucking, um, I don't even know what it is. Let's, let's call it 15 tries to Smith a front frontside grind. It's not important, but he just like, he just turns his body sideways and lands shoulder and head first down into the, to the shitty Washington sidewalk. And his friend's like, dude, are we going to go to the hospital? And he's like, no, nah, just give me a ride home. Like that's like not a regular kind of like, or I don't know about regular. That's not a suburban reaction to pain that. Yeah. So there's something happening in the water up there. Like I think, aesthetically or trick wise you're pulling from something that maybe some scram guys have put out of the water and then this other thing of just like eat shit take it say ta-da at the end like that's (gasps) there's something in washington or in the in the in the water around where you grew up do you know what is there something there that i'm looking at
1: see with matt i feel like he's a good he's he's, Fuck, a, he's gnarly dude he's, i think he grinded the 16 yeah he, he's a good skater but at the same time i feel like like we, it goes back to like that skate park kid who's consistently amazing like, yeah then i feel like a guy like matt and me it's more of like hey man we've got to like if we're gonna stand out in this thing called skateboarding yeah we've got to like take the pain and eat. we're not consistently good you know what i mean yeah you're like so yeah, i feel yeah. like that's like that's our like calling to like kind of squirm into the world of skating and like you know the youtube and the instagram and all that stuff yeah uh, just get noticed and yeah. stuff like that because that's sometimes half the battle because there's so much people you know like just skating today and seeing all these freaking people ripping it up and you're like everybody's good that's like yeah like good being good at skating
0: doesn't really matter anymore everybody's fucking good yeah it's like
1: do you have this other thing and that's the same thing with wrestling there's people that can do flips and all this crazy shit but if they don't got the personality no one cares you know and that's like and i've seen it firsthand like it's like why don't why don't i get bigger in wrestling why am i not more known I mean, like, because yeah, you are doing six thirties and all these like corkscrews and shit, but like no one can like gravitate to your character, yeah. And that's why I feel like with skateboarding is it's like a sh- like you are saying a show, yeah. And that's why I feel like it's so important for people to have something that stands out to them because you got a, a a guy wearing a white wife beater and he can kill it, but at the same time, there is like it's like so forgettable in a way. You yeah, know what I mean like. And I think like fashion is a big part of skateboarding, you know, yep. and it's a big part of wrestling, yep. whether you know you, how you look and all that shit, you know. So, yeah. but with the your original question, with the water in Seattle, I just feel like a lot of it has to do with—I don't know if it's the weather, <laughs> <laughs> because like there's only a hand you Yeah, you're like dude, because to me, I was like, oh well, I got all winter to heal if I break my damn leg so <laughs> let's get let's get at it you know what i mean but yeah see i don't know man i i just think a lot of people out there just think different because you got i feel like you have to think more outside the box when you can't skate like yeah things every day with like the weather and shit like that yeah
0: so and it's indeed and i mean like i've been there like the ground is like or i've been to the northwest portland way more than Seattle, but. I've, I've been about Seattle just barely, but I can, I know enough about the concrete. It's not super like, it's not super like, it's not like California or or like, even New York is kind of like this. The sidewalk's good everywhere and you can just kind of skate on the sidewalk. Like, and it's like in Seattle, like a lot of shit's just chunked up. So you gotta have a different way of looking at it.
1: Our, some of our most infamous spots, like Garfield High School. Yeah. That, if you, that is a like pretty rugged, like even the little like rails on like the, I don't know, four or five stairs, it's like marble, like chunky ass. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, people sign that, but that's just the whole thing feels like, I don't know. There's something about it though, where like you, you got like get the big wheels ready and we're just kind of riding it out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but, uh, yeah, your wheels are fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just used to just like, I guess shit yeah around, yeah you know what I mean so I'm just always yeah I think like,
0: you're skating like 58 or something 57 or something yeah I, I looked at them, but I don't know man like because I didn't know about you when you were skating a bunch of my friends did and they were like yo dude this is crazy and so like I had seen the lightning bolt clip obviously like everybody saw that shit and then but I didn't like it wasn't enough to for me to be like oh it's just like another viral clip I saw among 50 of them yeah and then and then yeah you disappeared, right? Like, what did it feel like you needed that you weren't getting from skating?
1: Like I said, I've said it in wrestling, but I wanted, like, an audience to experience my, like, you know, pain and stuff like that. (laughs) So, like, I did the lightning bolt drop or I did the whatever the fuck, the hundreds of...
0: Yeah, you dropped into a ladder on Gates of Hell. Yeah, like, Like, whatever
1: random-ass stunts that I've done. And it's cool, but then you look around you and there's, like, say, like, five people there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not like you know what I mean, but I'm saying like with wrestling, you get thousands in an arena. Yeah. And I told you like okay, like take tonight, for example, when we were skating earlier, and I like kind of fell on this this little ramp and I was like Big ramp. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was like that I was like that hurt more than any match that I've had. And I was like, but then yeah, I look around and there's like no one there <laughs> except you yeah. and my wife to see me like fall. And then, but with, like, wrestling, like, you could have, like, the littlest thing and thousands yeah. of people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just insanity. But uh, I feel like that's, like, the biggest thing that was missing. And then, you like, I, I, I knew, like, money isn't anything. Yeah, In yeah. the grand scheme of things. But I knew there was, like, something out there for me where I can at least make a living. Because when I was living in Arizona, working at the 99 cent store, living off of, like, $5 a week on food, shopping at the dollar store, like, and getting like frat boys to kick me in the nuts to like get money. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to see like exactly what was out there in this world. Yeah. So, and was there like this other, was
0: this interest already with you when you were skating? Like when you were primarily a skater, like
1: see it was, but it's so hard, man. Cause I'm a little, like I was like 120 pounds yeah. and then like, now when you walk out, it says you're 180. Yeah, like when I when I when I like, and it's like, yo, I'm gonna be a pro wrestler, and someone's uh, my little skinny ass mohawk, and then they're just like, yeah, yeah, good luck with that, dude. You yeah. see, like, oh, you mean like Hulk Hogan, you mean, like The Rock, like, be, <laughs> that's what you're gonna be doing. I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> and it's just like, they're like, good luck. So it's like getting over the mental, like, uh because I it wasn't familiar with like dieting or working out yeah i was just a little skate rat you know yeah so um all that stuff like
0: but were you watching the weeklies when you were like also making skate videos or like were
1: you like i I was but i wasn't because i had no tv and i had no wi-fi okay so i'd like skate over to the like starbucks at like one in the morning and like just like download like highlight videos and stuff like that and just Watched just, like, some wrestling stuff to see what was, like, going on and yeah. stuff like that. But um, I just remember, like, when I was, like, living here, I went to, like, an indie down in Scottsdale, like, an indie wrestling show. Yeah. And I, like, went there and I, like, saw the people and I was like, these guys fucking suck. <laughs> and, and I was like, if they're calling themselves pro wrestlers, yeah, I might as well give this a shot and see what it's like. Yeah. So I was like screw it I'm gonna go i'm gonna I'm just gonna do it <laughs> and
0: what's funny now is like you you're the guy who I mean you just said this like the slam you took at the park tonight which sucked and I've seen that slam happen a hundred times it's not it's not unusual that's like a super common thing that happens in skating it's like two ramps are close together if you skate pools you see it happen all the time like that's exactly it like right like let's talk about like the fighter fest coffin drop to the apron because that's like that's all over the internet,
1: right? Like that's like fucking tonight hurt way more than that. Yeah. My wrist is like fucked right now from that little fall that at the, just tonight. Yeah. And there's not going to be hundreds of thousands of people talking about that, you know? Yeah. yeah, In the skate world, you post that on like Instagram, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even like think twice about that. Like, Oh man, let's just, you know, Instagram, like retweet this. And you're like, this little guy, like that's so common. But like, to me like when i do like these like crazy things in wrestling it's so normal yeah but to the random person it's the most craziest things but they just don't know where i came from you know yeah and that's like the first day at wrestling school you know like the trainer would be all like you know he's like oh the wrestling business this is intense you know yeah took some bumps to you know like jump around on the mat and just like slam your back into the ground and then at the end of the day, he's like expecting me to be just like beat to shit. He's like, huh, How do you feel, man? And I'm like, I feel fine. <laughs> and he's like, huh, How dare you? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, Don't use like He I, wants I, you to show him like respect by saying you got your ass kicked or oh, something. Oh, yeah. But- like, Oh, yeah, dude, it hurts, daddy. <laughs> and it's just like, It's more like, it's like, No, dude, like I've been falling on concrete for years. This yeah. ain't shit. And I feel like I—that's why I like—I don't like to come into wrestling with the wrestling mindset. I think that old, like, thoughts in wrestling are like, you know, it's like tradition. It's like yeah. I, which m- tradition can like, I can wipe my ass with tradition. Like, yeah, yeah. and that's not being disrespectful, but that's just saying like, you got to think that there's all people that come in shapes and sizes and thoughts entering wrestling and we can't be so small minded, you know? So that's why I was excited to kind of be the first of my kind. Yeah. The skateboarding thing in wrestling, because I'm trying to rewrite the history books on like what can be accepted in wrestling.
0: Yeah. So, and we're seeing that in skating too. Like, I mean, the lines are, the lines are getting broader. We thought they were this and it's like, no, it's like we're seeing all different identities and body types and, and it's fucking a lot of people my age are like, they feel like they can't keep up with skating, but I feel like it's like the most exciting time ever to pay attention to skating because there are so many, like I said, like everybody's fucking good. We don't care if you're good at skating anymore. We care about your story. We care about your perspective. We care about your image. Like, are you expanding my imagination or are you not? If you're not, go over there and do your thing. I don't really care. Like if you are, I'll stand in front of me and do it. Like I want to take that in. And I think you're doing that I can't speak for like a lifetime wrestling fan or whatever i can speak for a five month wrestling fan but like do you feel like you're you're getting out of wrestling kind of the same thing that you were getting out of skating like do you like in skating the pain is usually unintentional right but you're saying you know you knew you could take more in wrestling because you had been through you had been taught by the concrete like as jake phelps would say but like in wrestling there's There is an intentional pain, though. Like after you had your elbow split open by the shovel, you then had um, I forgot this dude's name in Evolve uh, who hit you with the shovel Um, Ethan Page. Ethan Page. Yeah. Yeah. You then said, no, we're not going to call the match. We're going to keep it going. I want you to do the finale that we talked about, like which is kind of a a thing in skating that we do. We we, like if we're making a part, we'll, we'll say, all right, I'll put the gnarliest thing off to the end. And then that'll be, you know, like I'll try to get that trick right before the video premiere. And, you know, hopefully I get it because it's, you know, or I get the slam and everybody can see that. But you go, you know, I've already had my elbow split open. Now I want you to treat my body worse. I want you to put me in a body bag and pour a bunch of thumbtacks in it. And then like body slam me with the thumbtacks and the broken elbow in the body. Like there's, there's something about that. Like you feel like you knew you could be the guy in wrestling who can take the pain. Right. But I just feel like there's nothing in skating that says like, thank you, sir. May I have another, like, like, please, please make it worse. Like in skating, if you break your elbow, you're like, fuck it, dude, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm not going for another one.
1: Yeah, man. I, it's, it's a weird thing because I feel like with skaters though, there are, plenty that I've seen that the adrenaline's kicking in still. Yeah. And like, I am not going to leave this spot until I'm paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. Like like whether they separate their shoulders and like, I like 20 more minutes before the pain ca- really kicks yeah, in. Yeah. That's the um, thing that happens for sure. Yeah. And I feel like that's what a lot of it has to do with like wrestling because we are telling that story and we had a lot planned and we, and I want it to be the final crescendo of the yeah. mash and then um that's just like to me that's the trick landed yeah, yeah yeah telling the story is the trick landed yeah and if i bail out there then the trick's not landed and then it's just like and people are going to see you mm-hmm. try the, the thing yeah yeah like, like i don't know if you've ever done like skate demos or contests but it's like <laughs> no i was gonna i've never done a, a skate demo but i went to um zoomies couch to her once yeah and uh just took a bunch of x-lax and like shit my pants in front of ryan sheckler to, <laughs> <laughs> just just to see his reaction
0: what uh do you feel like uh are you kind of sick of people bringing up jackass and talking about your wrestling and your skating because
1: like the the comparison's like so obvious you know like yeah no um only because i feel like with jackass there's like People just like like, oh, you like to do crazy shit. You must like Jackass. Well, yeah, but at the same yeah. time, there was people doing crazy shit in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. And it, Jackass just so happened to be the only like first like thing like on MT. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that was before big, the like viral that. stuff with yeah. like YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: and Jackass so, also comes a little bit from skating too. It's a lot yeah. of big brother people and stuff yeah. Like, yeah.
1: But I I feel like you know it it don't mean shit to me because I just know like. You know, that's just how I've always been as a human. Yeah. Like, way before, like, Jack, like jackass, I was climbing on, like, washers as a kid doing front flips onto the concrete. Yeah, like, yeah. And I feel like that was more of, like, a wrestling thing because I had watched, like, Jeff Hardy, like, do his swan dive. Yep. And then I'd be like, I'm going to climb on this washer and do a front flip. But everyone thought it was jackass, but it was really kind of like wrestling. But yeah. But it's kind of weird, like, all the worlds combined at once, like, so quick, <laughs> and it's just like... Dude. Yeah. And, and I, f- like, honestly, I feel like the,
0: that little Venn diagram intersection that you're living in is like, is growing it. And, and I consider I think of you in these three bubbles, I think of you in skating, wrestling and punk rock. Like those are like kind of where I fit you. I don't know. Like obviously the name is taken from some punk shit and like the wrestling is what you do and skating is what you come from. So, uh, but skating, skating and punk rock have a very close relationship. Wrestling and punk rock, too, also do. And this is a parallel that I've drawn up, which is like skating historically had been an outsider culture. Like you don't fit in like in gym class or soccer or playing video games or whatever here. Like if you want to put in the time and put in the blood, like you can be one of us. Like I think wrestling kind of does a similar thing for people. It's like, hey, you're, like, a weirdo, like, but you want to see some, like, crazy shit, like, dude, yeah, hang out with us, like, we'll, like. See,
1: that's the weird thing, though, is because it's like that, but then it isn't like that, because. The wrestling. Yeah, the wrestling, because you got a bunch of, like, zero-minded former NFL football players that have no drive or passion for what wrestling is. Yeah. They're like, tell me what to do, coach, and <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. It's like no one, there's like that part of wrestling that yeah. I can't stand. Like, I just, yeah. it's just, but with, um, yeah, it's, it's With weird. the scene, though,
0: you know, like, I feel like wrestling fans really do kind of, in a lot of ways, identify with, like, like a lot of times they're nerds, dude. Like, they're yeah. people that just, like, don't really, like.
1: Yeah, it's, it, like, trust me, like, it's like I was, you know, just skaters a, are nerds too. <laughs> yeah, to like clear. no, but uh, I, I like I like it that we're kind of like this like weird outsider because like some people might say like okay, role wrestling's not going to attract say like the amount of people like Hollywood movies do, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But then you got to realize there's like billions of people in this world and maybe that we don't need to attract those people. We do our own thing and like there's plenty of people it's just like you know yeah s- say like um you got the backstreet boys yeah and then they're getting they're getting billions of fans yeah but then you got a guy like say a guy like, I don't know like I don't know, rob zombie or some shit yeah yeah and then uh even though rob zombie's not selling as much as the backstreet boys he can at least like have his fans that are like super loyal and that's what i feel like wrestling is like yeah you get these like loyal ass fans and just because it's the majority isn't as big as Hollywood movies or some shit. Yeah, yeah. We're in our own little world, and you like it like that, you know? So Yeah. That's why I always feel so fucking weird when there's, like, NFL players and all these people here because I feel like it's just... I don't know, man. I don't... I just... You can see through their bullshit. Yeah. A lot more than a Daniel Bryan. Where, like, yes, Daniel dude. Bryan's, like, you could tell... He's this, a Phoenix dude, too. Yeah, you could tell this dude's, like... You, the people like that are, like passionate yes but like i feel like you can see through their performance through their eyes how they act who's doing this for like an easy paycheck yeah and who's doing this for a yeah life. Like,
0: i i like to think that like you're like the darby allen in the ring is kind of the person for that or or is the hero of the person who's just like like, dude, I'll fucking – I'll take everything you throw at me and I'm not going to, like, ever sit down or, like, just do what you say or, like, you're just, like – the, I don't know. Like, what – do you feel like that's, like, a person that you're speaking to or something or
1: – Yeah, no, that's just because that's me in real life. I'm a, I'm a very defiant young man. Like, <laughs> I get – when I get mad or I, I – I say, say for example, if, like, I'm pulling up somewhere and then somebody, like you said, like, pulled it their – car in front of a curb I'm skating or something yeah but if I'm parking somewhere and then this person looks at me like hey you can't park there asshole oh like it's on like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> because like I just like look at them because like d- this fucking bullshit yeah yeah like I I I I have you know I have like a lot of I'll just blow up on somebody and I really don't care and that's how I feel like it translates in wrestling because say there is this huge ass guy who obviously like yeah, I even kicked Darby's ass, you know, but yeah, with yeah. like, I'll be like, I don't give a shit, like, yeah, you're not gonna kill me. I like I've taken ass-beatings before, like, yeah, it doesn't bother me at all, yeah. But like at the end of the day, is like, pain ain't gonna last forever, you know, yeah. But like my dignity in not standing up to somebody will like that yeah. shit weighs on me because you ever like just like leave a situation you're like, oh i just wish i said something to that fucker and then, yeah like, you know because you can't act like a psychopath in real life as much as i want to because a lot of times just in day-to-day life i feel like a caged animal and i want to yeah. scream at the top of my lungs in a mall or something <laughs> weird and i just feel like but in wrestling that it's like who i want to be in real life but with like the chain yes up. And then that's just, like, when I'm, like, you know, sometimes I I really space out. And, like, when I'm in the corner, like, as I make, you know, my entrance and stuff like that, and I do, like, my stuff, I just feel like that's just me, like, it's, like, how I want to be in public. Yeah. And just, like, (laughs) but it's just, like, you can't because... Get arrested. Yeah.
0: I do want to talk about the straightest thing because there, there's an inter or there's an article in the next rash that's about people becoming sober um skaters, and no, Reynolds. That have- yeah.
1: No, this is a weird thing I've always thought in skating, and I've told people about it all the time. All right. If you start off clean and sober, I feel like a lot of skaters, I may be wrong, but I feel like a lot of skaters are be like, you know, like, screw him, you know, like mm. square. I don't want yeah. to hang out with him. But then like it's like then, like, say if that person partied his ass off and then had all, had got rehab and then got sober. It's like, oh, he's sober. I respect him. Such yeah, a good yeah, guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, he, 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 he battled his demons. Why do you have to go through demons to begin with to be accepted from half these guys? Yeah. And to – And I just felt like in the, in like, the people I've dealt with in skating, sometimes they're like, you know, like when I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm straight edge, they're like, uh, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, skate like together, but like Friday night comes around, like, you know, um, yeah. like, oh, have, have fun, man. Like, you know, cause, but I was like, I was like, w- I can be the craziest fucker in the room. Completely yeah. Completely sober. But like, I've always felt like that with like skating, you know, with like the culture and stuff like that. A lot of people like, you know, like you got the hip and cool people, um, yeah. that I like, think that like. Being straight edges square but then those same people are like Andrew Reynolds man he's an inspiration <laughs> you know what I mean he fought his fucking demons man yeah yeah and I was like I was like ah, it just drives me up the wall like that some people yeah you know I don't know how you're how you you know you've experienced people but I've just felt like a lot of these like kids man all these people are just like yeah they're just so ass backwards
0: yeah but I think we can't claim punk rock alone but there have been straight edge skaters like who didn't get into it actually right there Tyshawn Jones oh. who rides for Supreme and Adidas skater of the year last year never fucked with the shit um, and like he doesn't claim like the label straight edge you know because he, he's not from punk community or whatever yeah. But, um, but yeah he doesn't like everyone around him like you can see him like on Instagram or whatever they're getting fucked up and he's just like no, nah, man, like I'm just going to fucking skate as hard as I can. He bought a restaurant with his family like he and he is. I It's not an exaggeration to say just like one of the best skateboarders on the planet. Do you think skating will still be there after Darby Allen is kind of I don't want to say left behind, but put on a different, you know, right now Darby Allen has to be your number one shot. Like You know what you do is, you know, yeah, like not to say it's your number one role. I meant, you know, you got husband, son, whatever, like, you know, the big things that everybody has, but it seems like Darby Allen's probably the most important creative endeavor or, or uh, like activity or outlet. Do you see skating being there for you in the end? Or do you, cause it's like, you know, maybe you're 40 and this, sh- like you're not going to be dropping on a lightning bolt, but maybe you could still be getting
1: some mini ramp runs, right? Yeah, no, I, I feel like there's something with skating. Cause my first year in wrestling, I didn't skate. Yeah, period. In my mind, I was like, I need to train, train, train. And I couldn't afford to get hurt. Yeah. And then I kind of forgot what it felt like in wrestling, you know, like in skating to have that like feeling. But then I started skating again. Yeah. And it just makes me so happy. Like, yeah, I was missing that void. Yeah. And when I start skating, I'm like, oh, yeah. So I definitely feel like skating is always going to be there. Even yeah. if it is doing kick turns or slash grinds, <laughs> I feel like that's always going to be, like, a part of me that I want to definitely, like, have around. Yeah. Because it's, like, I don't want to change and forget who I was as a person. Yeah. And stuff, so.
0: What are you psyched on, like, in skating? Like, do you watch thrasher parts or yeah, do I watch, you... I
1: watch everything? Yeah. Everything. Cause I'm on the planes 24 seven. It feels yeah. like, and I'm like watching, like I download these like videos and I just watch them all the time. Listen to every interview there it is like, I'm yeah. like, Who are you hyped on right now? Ron Zerilla, really hyped on him. Yes. Ben Kato. Yes. Um, did you like, did you like blessed? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was sick. Yeah. It's yeah. I like the, the, uh, how it like those videos or say America, those videos, how they're like filmed. Like you enter. Oh,
0: you like that? Like close up, like, like like intensity of their face kind of filming that
1: that mixed with like, you know, like America has like that green, like weird, like look to it. Yeah. 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 But it's like, it feels like when you watch those type of videos, you're entering their world. Yeah. Compared to like, just like everything. Like I want to enter someone's world, you know what I mean? And that's like, you get like, Oh damn, like this is their fucking video. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I really like all those. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, like the, those guys, like I'm really hyped on. There's a lot of fucking people. Like, yeah. you know, like Derek Gravett's always been like a favorite of mine. Yeah. And stuff like that. Well, Washington,
0: you gotta love him, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> even before damn. I knew he was from Washington, I just remember seeing his end now part and I was like, Holy fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is sick,
0: sick dude. Well, fucking thanks man. Like, For giving me your time It's fucking Well thank you Trick challenge for the week Is to actually partake In the indoor skate trick challenge I know it's super hard right now For everybody to get outside And get together uh, But let's see if we can Try to stay sane By maybe falling down In our houses Transitional music in this episode is by Wiccafay's Springs Eternal, Darby's theme. And of course, Alana Brine, I-L-A-N-A dot B-R-Y-N-E on Instagram or naivetracks.bandcamp.com. Our logo and graphic design, as always, by Michael Warfel. ProFlow credits coming up. Ted Schmitz here on social distancing duty. I just want to say thank you to everybody on ProFlow who has helped us, uh, make the show and, and keep it going so far. And, uh, yeah, it means a lot. Um, I'm very fortunate to have a small yard in Tempe, Arizona, and I'm going to walk around it and, uh, wish you all the best because, uh, I know, From my experience, you are all good, kind, virtuous, generous people. And uh, I wish you all the best and I hope you are all staying safe. So August Faller, I hope that you don't go to the bar this week. I don't know if you do normally in your regular life, but especially this week, I hope you stay close to home and uh, you work on your carpet boarding. Betsy Gordon, I hope that uh, you can work on your skate projects somewhat remotely maybe you can uh, do interviews over Skype I don't know uh, I like to use the FaceTime audio over Skype because most people have a iPhone more than they have the Skype app in my experience Brian Higgins I hope that you do not taps people at the skate park this week I hope that you find a little breaks to get fresh air however you can but not in such a typically social way. Cameron Jimmo, you deserve many a dap, uh, just not this week. And I hope that you get a few uh, foot kick props from just crushing it at home. Uh, Maybe some people in your life can give you a couple extra thumbs up emojis for being such a rad, generous, sick-ass person. Damian Stewart, I hope that uh, when all this shit cools down you can make it out to Arizona and we can have a little skate sesh but for now I hope that uh, I hope that you catch up on whatever is in your HBO stream I particularly like high maintenance uh, and I also like animals so LMK if you want the login to my HBO Evan Cunningham you as well Um, I actually got Hulu last year to watch a, a, The weekly wrestling, uh, which this week is really bizarre with with no crowd, but um, yeah If you want a Hulu login, let me know Hi, Energy Skate Crew. I, I Haven't been invited to a session yet, but I I feel like I'm one of the squad and uh, I hope that you guys are all Still staying in contact, but maybe not meeting up for the next couple weeks. And uh, you guys can uh, sync up skate videos that you watch online together. That sounds cool, or fun. Or maybe you guys start editing all that iPhone footage you have of each other and you make a high energy skate crew clip, edit. I don't know. I hope that you guys are using your time productively. James Martin, you're one of the greats. I hope that uh, you're handling the quiet time all right. And uh, and i hope that uh you're washing your hands i hope you've got uh the necessary goods i don't know um james martin you're one of the greats i hope your hands are clean and i'm sure they are you're a very smart and in tuned person so yeah jordan galliano you rip i hope one day we can rip together for now i just hope your hands are clean i also I, i hope really you know it's not just the hands right i kind of hope that everybody's kind of body is clean but it's very weird to comment on other things that are outside the scope of kind of the the confusing topic at hand so Kristen lukey i know that you are hunkered down with uh, your personal husband who is a tremendous writer of great esteem in my and many other people's views and uh honestly i would love that uh I, i don't think kyle would love that for me to be locked in a room or in, in a suite with him for a few weeks, but I just have an endless amount of questions about St. Louis skateboarding, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Lars Garvey Lang Peterson, love the name. It's great. It's a quad, and sometimes it's hard for me to fit into songs, and maybe I'll do another one soon. For now, I hope that you are listening to this, staying distracted, feeling good, and... You're cleaning off those high touch surfaces and such. Lucy, I don't know your last name, but you know what? That's all good. I hope you're just, you know, not going to the restaurants and you're not in large conferences where you're shaking everybody's hand. That's just what I hope. And I hope that you enjoy this show. It's kind of a weird one that I did. Luke Whitford, also standout, standout character. You know, I challenge you guys to skate in your house, but Luke Whitford, I feel like you're a little bit of a wild card and I would just say, keep it mellow in in the house, okay? Don't don't go for the handrail. Don't go for, you know, ledge stalls on the open oven door. Just like, keep it easy, okay? Neil Shoemaker, you are a, a good, kind and responsible person and uh, I hope that your time inside with everybody is is used well, I hope you get enough rest. I hope that uh, you can find little moments in the day to, to break away, maybe listen to the show. I don't know, I don't know if we provide any service. Uh, anyways, you rule. Sean, I think I know your last name. I think it's in your email handle. Just let me know, okay? You know, LMK, okay. just a little follow-up, that'd be nice. Anyways, following up, I hope uh, hope you wash your hands a couple times a day and that would be rad. Sean Doyle, I think that you work on the computer. I hope that you can do it from your apartment this week and next week, I think as well. Um, You're a tremendous skateboarder, so I can't wait until you can get back outside and completely reconfigure my brain with the switch skating. I would really like that. Sean Hannafin, my goodness. I, uh, from I wish you all the best this week. I know it's going to be very tough. Uh, You work in the school system so I know you'll do what's right for the kids and I commend you. Stone freezing. I I don't know if I have an audible subscription but I have uh, I did for a long time and so if you want an audiobook or something to listen to LMK I think you don't even need a password to log into those I think I can just send you the files So, there's that. And, uh, Terrence Stillen Rooney, amazing Twitter feed. You've just been on one. You're doing a very good job. You're keeping the lefties motivated. I respect the hell out of it. Thank you for, uh, for being on the righteous path. No, thank you. William Rickman, goddamn dude. You are, uh, you're a special soul. And, uh, want to make sure that, uh, you keep that spirit good and healthy and, uh, keep your soul clean, you know, don't, don't, you know, sell your time for, you know, you know, a little more profit to some really you know, to, to Exxon or to, you know, some really nasty industry. Keep, keep the soul clean, you know, as much as you can. And no, you know, there's no clean hands in capitalism, but, but in the literal sense, try to keep some clean hands while, uh, while the subject of capitalism. That, uh, that is possible. It's 20 seconds. Kristen has a nice uh, video on how to. And uh, yeah, but thank you all. I'm gonna go inside and uh, put this into my computer and bid you all adieu. Thank you for everything you do for the show and we will keep making stuff for you, hopefully to keep you distracted.